0: Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace.
1: We have a better covenant upon better promises, and we have a better relationship with God. All these things we strive for and work for and hope for and pray for, we already have those things because Jesus gave it all to us.
0: And now, here's Andrew.
1: WELCOME TO OUR TUESDAY'S BROADCAST OF THE GOSPEL TRUTH. YESTERDAY, I STARTED TEACHING ON A HARDENED HEART. AND I TELL YOU, THE TITLE IS KIND OF NEGATIVE, BUT THE TEACHING IS POSITIVE. THIS IS PROBABLY ONE OF MY LEAST REQUESTED TEACHINGS. AND YET, THIS IS SOMETHING THAT GOD USED IN JUST A MIRACULOUS WAY TO TOTALLY CHANGE MY LIFE. YOU KNOW, THIS WAS BACK ABOUT 2000 AND I DON'T EVEN KNOW. IT COULD HAVE BEEN IN THE 1990S. THAT GOD SHOWED ME THIS. BUT ANYWAY, IT'S BEEN A LONG TIME. AND THIS IS JUST ONE OF THE THINGS THAT I REFER TO ON A DAILY BASIS. YOU KNOW, I TEACH ON THE GRACE OF GOD A LOT. AND uh, I REALLY BELIEVE THAT THE GRACE OF GOD IS THE GOSPEL. IT'S THE POWER OF GOD UNTO SALVATION. AND GOD DOESN'T LOVE US BECAUSE OF OUR PERFORMANCE. GOD LOVES US BECAUSE HE IS LOVE, NOT BECAUSE WE ARE LOVELY. AND WHAT WE DO DOESN'T MAKE GOD LOVE US MORE. And what we do doesn't make God love us less. God loves us, period. And there's nothing we can do to increase God's love for us. But some people take that and think, well, then it doesn't matter. And they just go out and live a life to where they don't seek God and they, they just get set free from all guilt and condemnation and they live a totally carnal life. So I believe that this teaching on the hardness of heart is an actually a great follow up TO TEACHING ON GRACE. BECAUSE EVEN THOUGH THERE'S NOTHING I CAN DO THAT WILL MAKE GOD LOVE ME MORE, THERE'S THINGS I CAN DO THAT WILL MAKE ME LOVE GOD MORE. AND THERE'S THINGS I CAN DO THAT WILL MAKE ME LOVE GOD LESS. OR AS THIS TEACHING GOES, THERE ARE THINGS I CAN DO THAT HARDEN MY HEART TOWARDS GOD AND MAKE MY HEART COLD AND INSENSITIVE AND UNFEELING AND UNYIELDING TOWARDS GOD. THAT'S THE DEFINITION OF HARDENED WHEN YOU APPLY IT TO A HEART. COLD, INSENSITIVE, UNFEELING, AND UNYIELDING. NOW, GOD'S HEART TOWARDS ME WILL NEVER CHANGE, BUT MY HEART TOWARDS GOD FLUCTUATES DIRECTLY PROPORTIONAL TO HOW MUCH I'M FOCUSED ON AND SEEKING GOD. AND SO THERE'S NOTHING I CAN DO TO CHANGE GOD'S HEART TOWARDS ME, BUT THERE'S THINGS I CAN DO THAT WILL CHANGE MY HEART TOWARDS GOD. AND THAT'S WHAT THIS TEACHING IS ALL ABOUT. AND IT HAS TO DO WITH OUR FOCUS AND HOW MUCH WE ARE CONSIDERING, SEEKING GOD. THE MORE YOU SEEK GOD, THE MORE YOUR HEART WILL BECOME SENSITIVE TOWARDS GOD. THE LESS YOU SEEK GOD, THE MORE COLD AND INSENSITIVE AND UNFEELING AND UNYIELDING TOWARDS GOD YOU WILL BECOME. SO THAT'S WHAT THIS TEACHING IS ABOUT. IT'S NOT VIOLATING ANYTHING I SAY ABOUT THE GRACE OF GOD. GOD'S GRACE TOWARDS US IS UNCONDITIONAL. IF THERE WERE CONDITIONS ON GRACE, THEN IT WOULDN'T BE GRACE. GRACE MEANS IT'S UNCONDITIONAL. IT MEANS THAT IT'S UNEARNED. IT'S UNDESERVED. GOD'S GRACE IS THE SAME TOWARDS EVERYBODY BECAUSE NOBODY DESERVES THE GRACE OF GOD. ALL OF US HAVE SINNED AND COME SHORT OF THE GLORY OF GOD. SO GOD'S GRACE IS CONSISTENT TOWARDS EVERYBODY. BUT ROMANS CHAPTER 5, VERSE 2 SAYS, WE HAVE ACCESS TO THE GRACE OF GOD THROUGH... Faith, AND SO EVEN THOUGH GOD'S GRACE IS THE SAME TOWARDS EVERYBODY, NOT EVERYBODY RECEIVES FROM GOD THE SAME, NOT BECAUSE GOD is, vari- IS THE VARIABLE. IT'S NOT BECAUSE GOD JUST WANTS TO BLESS SOME AND DOESN'T WANT TO BLESS OTHERS. GOD ONLY HEALS SOME AND DOESN'T HEAL OTHERS. NO, GOD'S GRACE IS THE SAME TOWARDS EVERYONE OR IT WOULDN'T BE GRACE. BUT FAITH, THAT'S OUR POSITIVE RESPONSE TO GOD. NOW THAT DOES VARY AND FLUCTUATE AND I'M TELLING YOU, THE CONDITION OF YOUR HEART DETERMINES HOW YOU'RE GOING TO OPERATE IN FAITH. IT SAYS IN ROMANS CHAPTER 10, I BELIEVE IT'S VERSE 10, IT SAYS, FOR WITH THE HEART MAN BELIEVES UNTO RIGHTEOUSNESS, AND WITH THE MOUTH CONFESSION IS MADE UNTO SALVATION. YOUR HEART, YOUR FAITH, YOUR RESPONSE TO GOD COMES FROM YOUR HEART. AND THERE ARE THINGS THAT YOU CAN DO THAT WILL HARDEN YOUR HEART, MAKE YOU COLD, INSENSITIVE, UNFEELING AND UNYIELDING TO GOD. AND EVEN THOUGH GOD IS THE SAME, GOD LOVES YOU THE SAME, AND GOD WILLS NOTHING BUT GOOD FOR YOU, YOU WON'T RECEIVE IT IF YOUR HEART IS COLD AND INSENSITIVE TOWARDS GOD. MAN, THOSE ARE SOME MAJOR, MAJOR STATEMENTS THAT I'VE MADE. SO YESTERDAY I BEGAN THIS SERIES AND I WAS uh, SHARING WITH YOU HOW I BEGAN TO START GETTING REVELATION OF THIS FROM MARK CHAPTER 6 WHERE JESUS TOLD HIS DISCIPLES TO GET INTO A SHIP AND TO GO TO THE OTHER SIDE. AND NOTICE THE WORDING OF THIS. IN MARK CHAPTER 6 AND IN VERSE 45, IT SAYS HE CONSTRAINED HIS DISCIPLES. SOME OF THE OTHER TRANSLATIONS SAY THAT HE COMPELLED. THE WORD COMPEL OR CONSTRAINED MEANS THAT THERE WAS RESISTANCE ON THEIR PART. THEY DIDN'T WANT TO GET INTO THIS SHIP. AND I DIDN'T SAY WHY, BUT I BELIEVE IT'S OBVIOUS THAT YOU KNOW WHAT? A STORM WAS BREWING. MANY OF THESE PEOPLE, PETER and and ANDREW AND JAMES AND JOHN, A NUMBER OF THESE DISCIPLES THAT WERE IN THIS EXACT SITUATION, THEY HAD BEEN RAISED ON THAT LAKE. THEY WERE FISHERMEN. THIS IS HOW THEY MADE THEIR LIVING. THEY COULD TELL THAT THE CONDITIONS WEREN'T GOOD TO BE OUT ON THIS STORM AT NIGHT. AND SO THERE WAS RESISTANCE ON THEIR PART, AND YET JESUS CONSTRAINED THEM OR COMPELLED THEM TO GET INTO THE SHIP. NOW WHAT THIS MEANS IS THAT IT WAS AGAINST THEIR BETTER JUDGMENT, AND YET IN OBEDIENCE TO JESUS, THEY WENT OUT IN THAT SHIP AND HEADED TOWARDS THE OTHER SIDE JUST BECAUSE OF THEIR COMMITMENT TO JESUS. NOW THIS IS IMPORTANT BECAUSE THE the PEOPLE RIGHT HERE, IT GOES ON TO SAY LATER, I'LL GET TO THIS VERSE IN A MINUTE, IT SAYS THEIR HEART WAS HARDENED I ORIGINALLY THOUGHT THAT A HARD-HEARTED PERSON WAS A PERSON THAT WAS JUST A GOD-HATER AND A PERSON THAT WASN'T SEEKING GOD AND WASN'T OBEYING GOD, WANTED NOTHING TO DO WITH GOD. WELL, IT IS TRUE THAT PEOPLE LIKE THAT HAVE A HARDENED HEART, BUT THESE DISCIPLES WERE FOLLOWERS OF JESUS AND THEY ACTUALLY HAD GONE OUT ON THIS LAKE AGAINST THEIR BETTER JUDGMENT. AND, YOU KNOW, I'VE BEEN ON THIS EXACT SEA OF GALILEE. I ACTUALLY TOOK A BOAT TRIP ACROSS THE SEA OF GALILEE. AND UNDER NORMAL CIRCUMSTANCES, IT'S PROBABLY TWO HOURS OR LESS TO CROSS THE SEA OF GALILEE. HERE THEY ENTERED IN ABOUT SUNSET, AND ON THE FOURTH WATCH OF THE NIGHT, WHICH MEANT THAT IT WAS SOMEWHERE PROBABLY BETWEEN 3 AND 6 A.M., THEY WERE ONLY HALFWAY ACROSS. SO A JOURNEY THAT NORMALLY TOOK ONLY TWO HOURS HAD TAKEN PROBABLY CLOSE TO NINE HOURS, AND THEY WERE ONLY HALFWAY ACROSS. AND IT SAYS IT WAS BECAUSE THE WIND WAS CONTRARY UNTO THEM. SO DID YOU KNOW THAT THEY WERE IN A LIFE-THREATENING SITUATION, THE WIND WAS BAD, AND YET THEY WERE STILL HEADED IN THE DIRECTION THAT THE LORD GAVE THEM. ALL THEY WOULD HAVE HAD TO HAVE DONE IS TURN THAT BOAT AROUND, PUT THE SAIL UP AND BOOM, WITH THE WIND BLOWING THAT HARD AGAINST THEM, THEY COULD HAVE BEEN BACK AT THE SHORE THEY ORIGINATED FROM IN JUST A FEW MINUTES. THE VERY FACT THAT THEY WERE STILL GOING IN THE DIRECTION THAT GOD GAVE THEM WHEN IT WAS SO CONTRARY, WHEN THE WIND WAS CONTRARY TO THEM, MEANS THAT THEY WERE STILL OBEYING THE LORD, EVEN AT THE EXPENSE OF THEIR OWN LIFE. THEY PUT THEIR LIFE IN JEOPARDY. Now, the reason I'm pointing this out is to say that these are people who the scripture here says they had a hardened heart, and yet these are people that were following the Lord, following the instructions of the Lord, and doing it to their own peril. So these are not God haters. These aren't people that were just out there deliberately disobeying and fighting against God. These were people that were following God, and yet they had a hardened heart, is what it says in verse 52. So the point is that a hard heart can happen to people who love God, to people who seek after God. And let me just say it this way. I believe that we live in a culture that has become so secular and so anti-God and against all of the principles of God. I mean, you can see this in morality. We are flaunting immorality that the Bible absolutely condemns as being an abomination to God, and it is being flaunted everywhere. EVERYWHERE. MAN, I COULD SPEND A LOT OF TIME, BUT IF YOU'VE GOT ANY SENSE AT ALL, YOU CAN RECOGNIZE THAT OUR WORLD IS JUST ANTI-GOD. IT IS ANTI-BIBLE. IT IS AGAINST THE THINGS OF THE WORD. IN THE UNITED STATES, IT MAY BE A LITTLE BIT BETTER THAN OTHER PLACES IN THE WORLD, BUT IT'S JUST VARYING DEGREES OF BAD. IT'S STILL NOT GOOD. AND WE LIVE IN THIS CULTURE. AND I THINK THAT MANY OF US HAVE BEEN DESENSITIZED TO GOD. THAT'S ANOTHER WAY OF SAYING HARDENED TOWARDS GOD. AND WE HAVE BECOME SENSITIVE TO ALL OF THIS UNGODLINESS AND PERVERSION. AND IT HAS AFFECTED OUR HEARTS. IT AFFECTS THE WAY WE RELATE TO GOD. AND WE DON'T EVEN KNOW IT. IT'S SIMILAR TO, YOU KNOW, THAT OLD... Uh, SAYING ABOUT A FROG, THAT IF YOU PUT A FROG INTO A PAN OF BOILING WATER, IT'LL INSTANTLY JUMP OUT, BUT IF YOU PUT IT IN WATER AND JUST GRADUALLY TURN UP THE HEAT, IT'LL STAY IN THERE UNTIL IT BOILS TO DEATH and BECAUSE IT CAME ON IT GRADUALLY. THIS HAS HAPPENED TO US GRADUALLY, AND MANY OF US HAVE JUST BEEN RAISED IN A CULTURE THAT IS NOT ACCORDING TO WHAT THE WORD OF GOD SAYS, AND WE DON'T EVEN REALIZE HOW IT'S AFFECTED US, HOW IT'S DEADENED US TO HEARING THE VOICE OF GOD. SO THESE DISCIPLES WERE NOT GOD HATERS. THEY WERE GOD FOLLOWERS AND THEY WERE STILL DOING WHAT HE SAID EVEN TO THEIR OWN PERIL. AND THEN THEY WERE... IT LOOKED LIKE THEY WERE ABOUT TO SINK. THE SAME THING IS WRITTEN ABOUT IN MATTHEW CHAPTER 14 AND ALSO IN JOHN CHAPTER 6. IT'S THE EXACT SAME INSTANCE. IN MATTHEW 14, IT SHOWS WHERE PETER GOT OUT OF THE BOAT AND WALKED ON THE WATER TO GO TO JESUS. IN in, uh, JOHN CHAPTER 6, IT SHOWS THAT WHEN PETER AND JESUS WENT BACK INTO THE BOAT, THAT IMMEDIATELY THE WIND CEASED. THERE WAS A GREAT CALM AND THE BOAT WAS JUST TRANSLATED TO THE OTHER SIDE OF THE LAKE. THIS WAS AN AWESOME MIRACLE. AND AS I FIRST READ THIS, I WAS JUST SO OVERWHELMED WITH THIS. I WAS THINKING, GOD, THIS IS... This is absolutely amazing. And this is the response that the disciples had. In verse 51, it says, He went up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased, and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. And that's exactly the way I was feeling, and I was feeling very good about having those feelings. And then the next verse says, For they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. AND WHEN I SAW THAT, I REALIZED THAT THIS IS THE SCRIPTURE REBUKING THEM AND SAYING THAT THIS BEING SHOCKED, sore AMAZED IN THEMSELVES BEYOND MEASURE AND WONDERED, HAVING THAT KIND OF A RESPONSE REVEALED THAT THEY HAD A HARDENED HEART. THEY SHOULDN'T HAVE BEEN SURPRISED TO SEE JESUS COME WALKING ON THE WATER. AGAIN, REMEMBER THAT THEY DIDN'T WANT TO GO. THEY HAD SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER VOICED THIS OPPOSITION AND HE HAD TO CONSTRAIN THEM TO GET INTO THE SHIP. SO THAT MEANS THAT THIS WASN'T SOMETHING THEY DID ON THEIR OWN. THEY DID THIS IN DIRECT OBEDIENCE TO JESUS. AND YOU'VE ALSO GOT TO REMEMBER THAT JESUS WASN'T IN A HOTEL ROOM SOMEPLACE, LAYING IN A BED, AND UNAWARE OF THEIR SITUATION. HE WAS OUT IN THE EXACT SAME STORM THAT THEY WERE IN. HE SAW THEM TOILING IN ROWING, KNOWING THAT IT WAS HIS RESPONSIBILITY. HE'S THE ONE THAT TOLD THEM TO GO OUT THERE. SO THEY KNEW THAT THIS WAS TOTALLY IN OBEDIENCE TO GOD. THEY KNEW THAT HE WAS AWARE OF THEIR SITUATION. THEY KNEW THAT HE TOLD THEM TO GO TO THE OTHER SIDE, NOT TO GO HALFWAY AND DROWN. AND SO THEY HAD ALL OF THESE THINGS GOING. YOU KNOW WHAT THEY SHOULD HAVE DONE? THEY SHOULD HAVE BEEN EXPECTING JESUS TO COME BECAUSE IT WAS TOTALLY HIS RESPONSIBILITY. THIS WASN'T THEIR IDEA. THEY WERE DOING WHAT HE TOLD him. THEY DIDN'T QUIT DOING IT. THEY DIDN'T TURN AROUND AND HEAD BACK FOR THE SAFETY OF SHORE. EVERYTHING IN THEM, THEY SHOULD HAVE BEEN EXPECTING SOME TYPE OF SUPERNATURAL DELIVERANCE. AND SOMEBODY SAYS, WELL, HOW COULD THEY DO THAT? BECAUSE ANY PERSON WHO COULD FEED 5,000 MEN, NOT INCLUDING THE WOMEN AND CHILDREN, WITH FIVE TINY loaves OF BREAD AND TWO FISH, HE COULD ALSO WALK ON THE WATER. HE COULD STILL THE STORM. IF THEY WOULD HAVE BEEN THINKING PROPERLY IF THEY WOULD HAVE BEEN THINKING SPIRITUALLY, IF THEY HADN'T... LET ME SAY IT THIS WAY. IF THEY HADN'T HAVE BEEN THINKING JUST NATURALLY, THEY WOULD HAVE EXPECTED SOME KIND OF A SUPERNATURAL INTERVENTION. BUT INSTEAD, THEY WERE JUST LIKE MERE HUMANS. THEY WERE THINKING ONLY IN THE NATURAL REALM. YOU KNOW, THERE'S ANOTHER INSTANCE OF THIS IN um, MARK CHAPTER 4. And IT'S NOT THE SAME INSTANCE, BUT IT'S A DIFFERENT SITUATION. AND AFTER JESUS HAD TAUGHT ON THE parables, uh, thirteen PARABLES IN ONE DAY. THEN HE GOT INTO A SHIP AND HE SAID, LET'S GO TO THE OTHER SIDE. VERY SIMILAR TYPE OF THING. AND SO IN MARK CHAPTER 4, IT SAYS IN VERSE 35, IN THE SAME DAY WHEN THE EVEN WAS COME... THE SAME DAY AS WHAT? THE SAME DAY THAT HE HAD BEEN TEACHING ABOUT ALL OF THESE PARABLES, ABOUT HOW THE KINGDOM OF GOD WORKS AND ABOUT HOW THEY WERE EMPOWERED TO HAVE FAITH and, and TO SEE MIRACLES AND ALL OF THESE THINGS. THAT SAME DAY HE SAID UNTO THEM, LET US PASS OVER UNTO THE OTHER SIDE. AND WHEN THEY HAD SENT AWAY THE MULTITUDE, THEY TOOK HIM, EVEN AS HE WAS IN THE SHIP, AND THERE WERE ALSO WITH HIM OTHER LITTLE SHIPS. AND THERE AROSE A GREAT STORM OF WIND, AND THE WAVES BEAT INTO THE SHIP, SO THAT IT WAS NOW FULL. AND HE WAS IN THE hinder PART OF THE SHIP, ASLEEP ON A PILLOW, AND THEY AWAKE HIM AND SAY UNTO HIM, MASTER, CAREST THOU NOT THAT WE PERISH? BOY, YOU KNOW, IT'S EASY FOR US TO CONDEMN THEM AND TO SAY, HOW COULD THEY DARE SAY THIS TO JESUS, THAT HE DIDN'T CARE ABOUT THEM? HE DIDN'T EVEN CARE THAT THEY WERE PERISHING? AND WE COULD SIT THERE AND CRITICIZE THEM, BUT HOW MANY TIMES HAVE PEOPLE WATCHING THIS PROGRAM PRAYED FOR A HEALING OR SOMETHING, OR YOU'VE PRAYED FOR SOMEBODY ELSE AND THEY WENT AHEAD AND DIED, OR YOU'VE PRAYED FOR FINANCES, OR YOU'VE PRAYED FOR SOMETHING AND YOU DIDN'T SEE IT HAPPEN AND YOU'VE SAID SOMETHING SIMILAR TO THIS, TO THE LORD. YOU SAID, GOD, YOU DON'T SEEM TO CARE. I'M DYING. I'VE GOT THIS PAIN. MY MARRIAGE IS FALLING APART. MY BUSINESS IS FALLING APART. MY CHILDREN ARE NOT SERVING YOU. AND YOU GO ON AND YOU, YOU KIND OF COMPLAIN TO THE LORD, LIKE, WHY DON'T YOU DO SOMETHING? THAT'S EXACTLY WHAT THESE DISCIPLES WERE SAYING. MASTER, CAREST THOU NOT THAT WE PERISH? NOTICE THAT HE WAS ASLEEP ON A PILLOW. AND YOU GOT TO REMEMBER THAT THIS WASN'T A HUGE OCEAN LINER OR, YOU KNOW, SOME KIND OF A VESSEL THAT HAD CABINS BELOW THE SURFACE. THIS WAS AN OPEN BOAT, AND IT SAYS THAT THEY WERE NOW FULL WITH WATER. JESUS WAS SLOSHING AROUND IN THIS WATER. EITHER HE HAD A SUPERNATURAL SLEEP WHERE HE WAS OBLIVIOUS TO THIS, OR PROBABLY MORE OBVIOUS WAS THAT HE WAS... HE WAS AWARE OF WHAT WAS GOING ON, AND YET HE WAS ASLEEP ON A PILLOW. HE KNEW THAT THEY WERE STRUGGLING AND HERE HE WAS SLEEPING. HE WASN'T CARRYING HIS WEIGHT. He, HE NEEDED TO PICK UP A... A BUCKET AND BAIL OR DO SOMETHING. THEY WOKE HIM UP AND SAID, DON'T DO SOMETHING. DON'T YOU CARE THAT WE PERISH? AND HE AROSE AND REBUKED THE WIND AND SAID UNTO THE SEA, PEACE, BE STILL. AND THE WIND CEASED, AND THERE WAS A GREAT CALM. AND HE SAID UNTO THEM, WHY ARE YOU SO FEARFUL? HOW IS IT THAT YOU HAVE NO FAITH? IN OTHER WORDS, HE DIDN'T SAY, GUYS, I'M SORRY. You're just human. I'm the Son of God manifest. I should have taken care of this. I should have done something. Nope, he didn't. He rebuked them. Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Remember that he had just been teaching that day 13 parables about how to believe God, how the kingdom of God worked. And in a sense, what he did was give them a pop quiz. He said, All right, guys, get into the boat. Let's go to the other side. He didn't say, Let's go halfway and drown. Let's go to the other side. HE GAVE THEM A WORD. HE'D BEEN TEACHING ALL OF THESE PARABLES THAT THE KINGDOM OF GOD IS LIKE A MAN THAT SOWS SEED INTO THE GROUND. HE SAID IN MARK CHAPTER 4, VERSE 14, THE SOWER SOWS THE WORD. HE WASN'T REALLY TALKING ABOUT SEEDS. HE WAS TALKING ABOUT THE WORD OF GOD AND COMPARING IT TO A SEED. HE WAS TELLING THEM HOW POWERFUL THE WORD OF GOD WAS. AND THEN HE GAVE THEM A POP QUIZ. DID YOU LEARN ANYTHING? LET'S GET INTO THE BOAT AND GO TO THE OTHER SIDE. THE ONE WHO CREATED THE HEAVENS AND THE EARTH, THE ONE WHO CREATED THAT SEA, AND THE WIND AND THE RAIN AND EVERYTHING. HE SAID, LET'S GO TO THE OTHER SIDE. IN THAT WORD WAS their POWER AND AUTHORITY, AND HE EXPECTED THEM TO USE IT. HIS PART WAS TO GIVE THEM THE PROMISE. THEIR PART WAS TO BELIEVE THE PROMISE, TAKE THEIR AUTHORITY AND REBUKE THE STORM AND DO ALL THESE THINGS. INSTEAD, THEY ONLY TRIED THE NATURAL. THEY WERE ROWING. THEY WERE BAILING. I'M SURE THAT THEY HAD the BOW of THAT BOAT FACED INTO THE WAVES SO THAT IT WOULDN'T BROADSIDE THEM AND CAPSIZE THEM. AND THEY WERE DOING EVERYTHING IN THE NATURAL, BUT THEY WEREN'T DOING ANYTHING SPIRITUAL. THEY DIDN'T TAKE THEIR AUTHORITY. THEY DIDN'T REBUKE THE WIND AND THE WAVES. AND WHEN JESUS FINALLY HAD TO SOLVE THE SITUATION, HE SAYS, WHY ARE YOU SO FEARFUL? HOW IS IT THAT YOU HAVE NO FAITH? IF THEY WOULD HAVE BEEN BELIEVING GOD AND UNDERSTANDING HE HAD GIVEN THEM A PROMISE, THEY WERE GOING TO MAKE IT TO THE OTHER SIDE. THEY COULD HAVE USED THEIR FAITH AND THEY COULD HAVE OVERCOME THIS THING IN THE SUPERNATURAL. BUT INSTEAD, ALL THEY DID WAS RELATE TO THE NATURAL. AND LOOK AT THE NEXT VERSE, AND IT SAYS, AND THEY FEARED EXCEEDINGLY AND SAID ONE TO ANOTHER, WHAT MANNER OF MAN IS THIS, THAT EVEN THE WIND AND THE SEA OBEY HIM? JESUS SAID THAT THE WORKS HE DID, WE WOULD DO ALSO, AND SO YOU KNOW WHAT? THEY SHOULD'VE BEEN EXPECTING. THEY SHOULD'VE BEEN EXERCISING THIS AUTHORITY, AND YET THEY JUST OPERATED IN THE the NATURAL. YOU KNOW WHAT THAT IS? THAT'S HARD-HEARTED. IT'S NOT SINFUL. MATTER OF FACT, MOST PEOPLE WATCHING THIS PROGRAM, IF YOU WERE IN A STORM, IF YOU WERE IN SOME KIND OF A... uh, YOU KNOW, A SNOWSTORM, A FLOOD, A WINDSTORM, A HURRICANE, OR ANYTHING LIKE THIS, WE JUST LOOK AT IT TOTALLY IN THE NATURAL AND DON'T EXPECT ANY SUPERNATURAL INTERVENTION. AND MOST PEOPLE would THINK, WELL, THAT'S JUST NATURAL. WELL, THAT IS JUST NATURAL. BUT WE AREN'T JUST NATURAL. WE ARE BORN AGAIN, SPIRIT-FILLED PEOPLE THAT HAVE THE POWER OF GOD, AND WE OUGHT TO EXPECT THE SUPERNATURAL. I OFTEN SAY IT THIS WAY, IF YOUR LIFE ISN'T SUPERNATURAL, THEN IT'S SUPERFICIAL. AND THE SAD FACT IS, MOST CHRISTIANS' LIFE IS SUPERFICIAL. MOST CHRISTIANS ARE ONLY DOING WHAT THEY CAN DO IN THE NATURAL. AND IF THEY WERE TO SEE THE SUPERNATURAL, THEY'RE PRAYING GOD... THEY'RE PRAYING AND ASKING GOD FOR MONEY. BUT IF GOD WAS TO BLESS THEM SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER SUPERNATURALLY, THEY COULDN'T RECEIVE IT. THEY COULDN'T BELIEVE FOR IT. THEY DON'T... THEY DON'T EVEN ENVISION THINGS LIKE THIS HAPPEN. THEY SEE THEMSELVES POOR. THEY SEE THEMSELVES STRUGGLING FINANCIALLY. THEY SEE THEMSELVES SICK. THEY SEE ALL OF THESE THINGS. WE RELATE TO THE NATURAL, BUT NOT TO THE SUPERNATURAL. THAT IS AN EVIDENCE OF A HARDENED HEART. SO GOING BACK TO MARK CHAPTER 6, THE DISCIPLES WERE SO AMAZED IN THEMSELVES BEYOND MEASURE AND WONDERED WHEN THEY SAW JESUS WALK ON THE WATER, PETER WALKED ON THE WATER TO HIM, AND THEN WHEN THEY ENTERED BACK INTO THE BOAT, THE ENTIRE BOAT WAS TRANSLATED TO THE OTHER SIDE OF THE LAKE. YOU GET THAT BY COMBINING MARK CHAPTER 6 WITH MATTHEW 14 AND JOHN CHAPTER 6. But if you put all of these together, these supernatural things happened, and they were sore amazed beyond measure. And it says, For they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was yet hardened. So a hardened heart here was not necessarily sin. It wasn't that these disciples were reading Playboy magazines, they weren't plotting murder, adultery, uh, a bank robbery, or something. IN THIS BOAT. THEY WERE JUST CONSUMED WITH THE NATURAL. THEY WERE JUST OPERATING IN THE NATURAL, AND IT WAS LIKE THEY HAD NO CONCEPT THAT THERE COULD BE A SUPERNATURAL WAY TO GET DELIVERED FROM THEIR SITUATION. YOU KNOW WHAT THAT IS? THAT'S A HARDENED HEART. A PERSON WHO IS LIMITED TO THE NATURAL, WHO CAN'T BELIEVE THAT GOD COULD JUST SUPERNATURALLY HEAL THEM, SUPERNATURALLY PROSPER THEM, SUPERNATURALLY SAVE THEIR CHILDREN OR SAVE THEIR MARRIAGE OR SAVE THEIR BUSINESS. AND YOU ARE LOOKING FOR ONLY NATURAL WAYS FOR GOD TO MINISTER TO YOU. YOU'VE GOT A HARDENED HEART. NOW, THAT WAS A REVELATION TO ME. AND THIS IS WHAT I'M TRYING TO GET ACROSS TO YOU. BEFORE I CAN SHARE WITH YOU THE ANSWER TO WHAT CAUSES A HARDENED HEART AND THEN HOW TO SOLVE THE SITUATION. YOU HAVE TO RECOGNIZE THAT THIS IS A PROBLEM THAT I'VE GOT AND I NEED TO HEAR THESE ANSWERS. SO THAT'S THE REASON THAT I'VE SPENT TWO DAYS JUST TRYING TO DIAGNOSE THE SITUATION. YOU KNOW, IF YOU GO TO A DOCTOR, HE DOESN'T JUST START THERE... START GIVING YOU THINGS. HE FIRST OF ALL HAS TO DIAGNOSE WHAT THE PROBLEM IS. AND WHATEVER CAUSES THAT PROBLEM, THEN YOU DEAL SPECIFICALLY WITH THE ROOT OF THOSE THINGS. AND SO BEFORE I CAN GIVE YOU THE ANSWERS AND BEFORE YOU WILL APPRECIATE IT AND APPLY IT TO YOUR LIFE, YOU'VE GOT TO RECOGNIZE THAT A HARDENED HEART IS NOT JUST FOR PEOPLE WHO ARE GOD-HATERS AND PEOPLE WHO ARE REBELLING AT GOD. A HARDENED HEART, I BELIEVE, APPLIES TO EVERY ONE OF US. YOU KNOW, i i have BEEN WALKING IN THIS FOR DECADES NOW, AND YET THIS IS STILL A SITUATION THAT I DEAL WITH ALL OF THE TIME. IT'S NOT LIKE YOU EVER JUST FIX YOUR HEART AND YOU NEVER BECOME INSENSITIVE, COLD, UNFEELING OR UNYIELDING TO GOD AGAIN. IT'S SOMETHING THAT YOU HAVE TO DEAL WITH ON A DAILY BASIS. AND SO I BELIEVE THAT THIS TEACHING HAS THE POTENTIAL OF REALLY, REALLY BEING A BLESSING TO YOU. LET ME MENTION AGAIN THIS BOOK ON HARDNESS OF HEART. I HAVE THIS NOT ONLY IN ENGLISH, BUT I HAVE A SPANISH COPY OF THIS. IT'S NOT A REAL BIG BOOK, BUT IT IS A POWERFUL BOOK. AND I ALSO HAVE CDS AND DVDs. OUR DVDs WERE TAKEN FROM A TELEVISION PROGRAM AND I PROMISE YOU THIS TEACHING ON A HARDENED HEART WOULD BE SOMETHING THAT WOULD TRANSFORM THE WAY THAT YOU RECEIVE FROM GOD. IT WOULD BE A BLESSING TO YOU. SO LISTEN TO OUR ANNOUNCER AS HE GIVES YOU INFORMATION ABOUT HOW TO RECEIVE THIS PRODUCT AND PLEASE CALL OR WRITE TODAY. Andrew's
0: complete series titled Hardness of Heart is available in either a CD or DVD album and a book in either English or Spanish. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching you can get these products as part of the Hardness of Heart Package which includes both books and your choice of either CD or DVD albums from both Hardness of Heart and How to Become a Water Walker. The Hardness of Heart Package has a catalog value of $75 but you can receive all of these valuable resources for just $55. Andrew's book Hardness of Heart is also available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this book to you free of charge. We want to say a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible to put free ministry materials into the hands of many people in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. Welcome to the AWM Minute. A small glimpse on how your partnership with Andrew Womack Ministries and Karis Bible College is raising disciples who are spreading the gospel around the world. Disciples like Jason and Sarah Lucas, full-time missionaries who are reaching the northern Arapaho people of Wyoming with the message of God's unconditional love and grace.
1: Right here in our
0: backyards, you've got a hurting, broken, lost people. We're talking about 3%
1: claim to be born again on this reservation. And I just remember the Lord saying one time to me, I've not forgotten them and I've not forsaken them. Our heart is, show them the love of Jesus, show them the freedom of Jesus, show them that they can live this life still having their culture, but knowing who their father is, knowing Jesus.
0: Thank you friends and partners for enabling us to take this message to other cultures. To see the Lucas Family Destiny story, go to awmi.net today. Andrews Bible College, Karis Bible College, has over 60 extension schools around the world. Go to karisbiblecollege.org today to find a school near you. Transforming lives, training leaders, changing the world. Keras Bible College.
1: HELLO, THIS IS ANDREW WOMACK, AND I WANT TO INVITE YOU TO COME TO A SPECIAL CONFERENCE THAT I'M HOLDING ON APRIL THE 30TH THROUGH MAY THE 1ST WITH JESSE Duplantis. WE'RE CALLING IT A DON'T LIMIT GOD CONFERENCE. JESSE IS A VISIONARY. I'M A VISIONARY, AND WE'RE GOING TO BE SHARING WITH YOU HOW GOD HAS CAUSED US TO JUST BELIEVE BIG, AND WE'RE SEEING BIG THINGS HAPPEN, AND I KNOW IT WOULD WORK FOR YOU TOO. IT'S APRIL THE 30TH THROUGH MAY THE 1ST, OUR DON'T LIMIT GOD CONFERENCE. I WANT TO LET YOU KNOW THAT WE ARE DOING WHAT WE CALL A LIVE BIBLE STUDY. EVERY TUESDAY NIGHT AT 6 O'CLOCK, MOUNTAIN STANDARD TIME, WE ARE BROADCASTING FROM OUR FACILITIES HERE IN WOODLAND PARK, AND WE ARE JUST SHARING THE WORD. AND IT'S ACTUALLY LIVE. YOU CAN TEXT IN YOUR QUESTIONS. YOU CAN CALL AND ASK FOR PRAYER. BUT WE WILL ANSWER AS MANY OF YOUR QUESTIONS AS WE CAN, ABOUT 25, 30 MINUTES WORTH OF TEACHING AND MAYBE 25 MINUTES WORTH OF ANSWERING QUESTIONS. IT'S JUST A GREAT INTERACTIVE THING. EVERY TUESDAY NIGHT, 6 O'CLOCK PM MOUNTAIN STANDARD TIME.